one. Hello, people, and welcome to episode 11 of The Ordinary View. As always, me, Gaz of JDC Fitness, along with Hunter of Average Fitness. And we're looking at ordinary views for the ordinary people on fitness and lifestyle. Today, we are looking at the difference between working out and training. They sound similar, but there is different philosophies behind them. Ain't road. Well, it's just a difference Boom. difference between mindset, and that's the thing, isn't it? <clears throat> mindset and what it is, really, isn't it? So, yeah. Could go quick, could go quite quick, could get a ball rolling. I ain't even wrote, wrote notes, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> so... First things first, what is the difference between working out and training? Working out is burning calories. It's anything really. Swimming, jogging, running, (laughs) moving, head step, going to the gym, doing weights. Everything, Everything which is exercise is working out. But what's the difference between working out and training? Training is that you have a goal in mind and you're working from a plan so that you see the differences as you go week by week. So logging the exercises. So for example, if you went in and you've done bench press, we'll just throw that up with 10 kilo dumbbells. Next week, if you say you've got 10 reps, next week you want to be changing that up somehow. You want to be getting 12 reps or you want to be getting a heavier weight out. Um, quick brief and let's dive into it. So you got to, you want to dive in on? Yeah, I think it's, it's funny. Actually, I was talking about you to uh, yes. someone at work. Um, somebody at work was, was, I was telling him I'm doing my level three, blah, blah, blah. And he was saying, um, oh, you know, well, the good thing is obviously you can just kind of drop your hours at work and then you can maybe you'll have one or two clients and you can kind of like move into it gently. It's not a case of like having to sack your job off and go and, and do something completely different, you know, um, because you're going to need a while to get started and you're obviously you're going to you're going to have clients, and then you're going to lose clients and then it's blah, blah, blah. And I was saying, yeah, that's obviously that's all true. And, and that's kind of the plan. But I used you as an example and I was saying, you know, I think the biggest problem that most PTs have is turnover of clients, you know, people who will come and do one or two sessions and then kind of either lose interest or whatever. And I think, in my opinion, the difference is working out versus training. I think that's what it is because I think when people come to you and, you know, in hopefully in the future, me and other PTs who... That hopefully it's going to happen, man. <laughs> and, and start from that that kind of foundation of like look you need to know these things you don't need to just know what works you need to know why they're working you know so you need to know that progressive overload is the foundation of making gains you need to know that um counting calories is the foundation of either gaining weight or losing weight and once you can kind of guide them in that way um, and create a plan and create a training routine they see the value in that see the, the benefits as they're going and are more likely to stick to the plan because it's A, something that is they're able to stick to and B, they can see the long-term plan, they can see where they're going. Whereas yep. some PTs, and obviously, you know, I'm not saying that these people are bad, but they go at it more of a, well, we're going to do this exercise, this exercise, this exercise, we're going to do these many reps, da 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 Why? Like to what end? Like that's great and I feel better now I've done the exercise and I'm pleased I could lift that much weight and I feel like I burned so many calories. Where am I going? The analogy I heard once was uh, you don't buy a car to fill it with petrol. You buy a car to go somewhere. Yeah. And the petrol is the, the way to get there. So the exercises that the, that the let's call them bad PTs, you know, do, um, the, you know, that, that working out kind of routine of, oh, well, well, we'll run on the treadmill for half an hour or we'll do this full body workout or whatever. That's the petrol. It's not the destination, though. It's not yeah. where you're going. Whereas if you approach it from a, this is where we're going and this is how we're going to get there. And this is what I need you to do to make that happen. Then you're much more likely to have people who are going to stay with you, the PT for the journey yeah. because you've created them a training plan, not just a, not just a, here's some exercises to do whether I'm I there think, or not. I think, well, you know, for a fact, like I say it all the time, like um, when training, like, 50%, 60% of the hour, whatever it may be that my session is, is just banter, sitting back and talking because weight training as a whole is boring as shit. There's loads yeah. of downtime. You'll do 10 reps and then sit for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. it's basic. I think what a lot of a lot of PTs, and like obviously I'm not the best PT on the planet, but what a lot of PTs fall in the trap is is trying to keep it entertaining. Yeah. So 
they'll try and throw like babies in and just random yeah. stuff that doesn't actually appeal to anything. So the, they'll have a general plan, but they'll try and f- put a filler in so you feel like you've done something different. Yeah. Whereas like um, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, when I started Claire at the gym, my wife, for those who don't know who Claire is, <laughs> just some random client I was throwing out there, she hated doing weights. She was like, yeah. this is boring as shit. Like, mm-hmm. let's just do pad work. All she wanted to do was punch, punch the pads and kick the pads and that. But after a couple of weeks, she kept her on the same routine. It was like something clicked. There was like a bit of magic when she was like, I couldn't lift them last week. And that yeah. tiny bit of progression, she was like, I only hit five reps on that like last week. And then it give her the drive. Like next week, I'm going to hit six reps. I'm going to hit seven reps. And that was where like, that was the keeping it entertaining attached without having to just put filler. Yeah, I think it's it's coming back to the difference between motivation and discipline. Yes, motivation's great. Yes, going and doing some burpees or some pad work or some going for a run or whatever, that's great. But like to what end? And that's where the discipline comes in. Um, it's a bit like um, yeah, I suppose you can apply it to every every aspect of fitness, whether it be looking to build muscle, looking to lose fat, whatever it is. It's the same mentality of like doing something to freshen up your routine. Fine. Do something yeah. completely random. A bit like having a refeed day or a cheat or a cheat meal or whatever. It's like fine. You need that a bit of escapism every once in a while, you know. But your actual training plan is is the roadmap to where you're going. Um, yeah. And if you don't have that, you know, we're talking about people who, and you don't necessarily need a PT to give you that, you know. You could, no, no, definitely not. You know, but the people who I, I was the same for 10, 15 years go to the gym, and I like bench press, I like squats. Um, I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm just going to do the things I like. I'm going to lift as heavy as I can, do as many reps as I can and go home and feel like I've accomplished something. And I'm not yeah. saying that that hasn't accomplished anything, but it's not the same as going and doing the exercises that you know you need to do, tracking them, how many reps you did, what weight, how did it feel, et cetera. And then, and then trying to improve on it week by week by week. Um, yeah. I think that's a discipline thing because it's not yeah. very exciting. It can like- be. That discipline thing as well, it's 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 in the week by week thing, it ties into like the journey, not the destination. Yeah. People people don't people overestimate we said this in the in the either the last podcast or the one before it, people overestimate what they need to do and underestimate how long it takes. Yeah. That's a that's a quote that I've been throwing around loads. And I say it all the time, even when people aren't with a coach or anything, or the even when they are with a coach, I've got a couple of people who spring to mind where not like clients or anything, but they'll skip. You'll you'll see them. They're like doing this online coach, this online coach. Now they're at this gym working with this coach and this coach. Like you've got to have time to build that relationship in terms of planning. Like mm-hmm. everybody responds differently. You've, obviously yeah. you build the relationship with the coach, but the coach is going to tweak different bits of your planning as yeah. you go along. But as it's getting tweaked, it's still the same basic foundation. And people go, I've been doing it for four weeks, so time to change it up. Well, it's not. Why change it up if it's working? Like, yeah, and that's another thing that clients that that PTs do as well. They're going, right, we've been on this plan for six weeks, and I've got a totally different plan, yeah, which may not be directed to the goals. Like, little yeah. tiny tweaks can keep the same basic plan going for ages. Because it's important not to just do the same thing forever, but also it's it's you don't want to change too much too soon. Um, and I think that is, I think the reason that, that happens, and I know it's very easy for me to say it as somebody who doesn't work as a PT, I think that's just. Um, PTs not being confident in their own knowledge um, and and kind of feeling like they have to provide this dip, this illusion of value. Like, well, I'm going to tell you 12 different exercises that you didn't even know existed just to show you how knowledgeable I am and yeah. you would be nowhere without me. No, you're just insecure. Give them the eight exercises. Then after four weeks, change one or two or whatever. That's fine. But yeah. if that's the value, it's not... It's not the, you know, the newfangled exercises that the, the client's never heard of. It's the being there with them and helping them and guiding them um, and giving them that kind of positive reinforcement as they go. And that's where the value comes. And that's why, going back to what I was saying before, that's why, for example, you have retained clients that for a long period of time, that's my not reten- necessarily... My, my retention has absolutely blown yeah. my mind. Like, um, my first client we're clicking to a year now with... Um, yeah. Like, like that's not normal. We first you know what I mean? client, like yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like when I'm telling people like oh I've got a waiting list and stuff, and they're like how long how long do you think the waiting list is? And I'm like I really couldn't tell you because for months I've been absolutely chocked. I like I didn't yeah. expect this much retention. Yeah. Um, 
But that's what I mean. It's because it's not because it's not because of your banner. I know you like to think it is. It's not because of your banner. It totally <laughs> is me banner. It's because people to get a call workout every exercise because I'm hilarious. So the laugh while lifting, laugh while yeah, lifting. Yeah. That's going on a t-shirt. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, hilarious, Harry. Um, there's uh, yeah, there's there's people will only continue to pay for a service if they see a value in that service. You and that, I mean? that was the key word though the, the, the getting a service not a session yeah. and that, yeah. that yeah, is I, what it's always good. been about um, and like you said like insecurities as well like in a trainer like for the start I was like oh I may have to change things up like am I doing the right thing because you see like trainers going on about like super advanced moves that people don't need mm. to be doing like the basic average person doesn't need to be doing and then like Super set this, triple set this, and like, no, no, they've got that place and that. Like, if you're balancing off muscles and stuff, but you don't need to be doing it just for the sake of keeping someone busy yeah. and them feeling pain, like the next day. Yeah. Obviously, I get me kicks off people when they come in and go, my legs are not good. Like, I'm yeah. good. But yeah. we're going to talk about DOMS in a bit, in a bit, DOMS and adaption. I like that. Yeah. That sounds like One... a new Fast and the Furious DOMS and adaption. <laughs> DOMS and adaption, Tokyo Drift. Um, there's, um, I think, though, to be fair to, Bad PTs, we'll call them. Um, there's um, thinking back to when I still did learning PTs. We yeah. All ah, still yeah, learn. okay, yeah. We all still Prim- primary school PTs. Um, thinking back to when I did social circuits, which feels like forever ago now. Um, there was there was a couple of well, a lot of the time actually, especially towards the end, I used to structure the the circuit session in a, a specific way, and it was to get in a lot of squats because I know that squats are awesome for you. And to say to a class, right, okay, you know, thanks for coming, everyone. We're outside. It's, it's you know, it's raining and blah, blah, blah. Um, we're going to do 250 squats. Go. Like, that's not helpful. It would literally right? go. I'd be like, peace. Yeah. Right the but, but what I did was we would have 20 exercises. So, sorry, 10 exercises, which we would do twice. So, okay, you're going to do um, burpees or you're going to do mountain climbers or you're going to do shuttle runs or whatever it is for 30 seconds and then 10 squats. And you would do... 20 different exercises in total with 10 squats after each one. So you did the 200 squats, but it didn't feel like 200. And that's where the value came. Everything else was kind of a filler to distract you from how boring the actual good exercise was. So there is a place in certain workouts for certain reasons for fillers. Do you know what I mean? To kind of of freshen it up a little bit because, you know, if you, if you were just saying, look, this is your exact workout, this is exactly what you're going to be doing. And you know it before you even come in, then you know, that's not really providing value. That's, you know, you're helping them and stuff, but you need to, you need to keep people's minds occupied. Um, but it's about finding that balance in it. Yeah. Again, we've, how many times we'll mention the 80-20 rule? Do you know what I mean? When you're, when you're training, stick to your plan for 80, 80% of the time. And then, yeah, go for a run every once in a while. Do a little bit of cardio yeah, or, or do something completely random. You know, do some random exercises that you've seen safely, obviously. Or instead of lifting heavy on your bench press every time, Go with lightweight and do a drop set or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that stuff has a place. Hell, but... I'm not saying don't don't do like right. Hell, I do. What a workout, don't I? I, I, I host hitster. Yeah, it's a workout. It's not a training plan. Yeah, it's not. A, uh, sorry, it's it's not yet yeah, workout. Not a training it's not plan. Not necessarily part of it, your training plan. Yeah, yeah. You're going to come. You're going to burn a shit ton of loads of calories. You're going to sweat your ass off, and you're going to feel yeah. good. Like dead after it, and you're going to have a laugh in the community side of things. But. Uh-huh. Would I say that's the most ideal thing if anybody's got a desired goal, body composition, strength gain, anything sort of like that? No, definitely not. But is it good for burning calories? Yeah, it is. And so is going on a run, so is going on a jog. But working out doesn't have to be designed just in the gym environment. Going on a run Mm. can still be set working out against training. So if you just if you were like, right, I'm going, I'm going to go and do the Great North Run, you would be running on a workout plan. You would yeah. start at X amount of miles. You would log how long it took you, how fast. Um, whereas if you just went out and ran like Phoebe from friends for a couple hours, just every day, crack. yeah, that's training. That's yeah. just, sorry, that's working out. You're just burning calories. Yeah. yeah. So everything can be structured as a workout. I know we will always bring it back to a gym environment, but we're yeah. not saying that doing running isn't a workout in itself. Yeah. You know, some of the, some of the, you know, fittest athletes on the planet who are like swimmers for example like they don't necessarily spend five days out of seven in the gym they might spend a lot of time swimming or doing other cardio or whatever and it's like but it's not without a plan i think that's the difference is planning ahead um and logging what you've done i think is basically the the major difference in it 
Um, yeah, why why are you doing it? Why are you doing what you're doing? And why are you doing recording it? that? What are you doing it? So you mm. uh, sorry. What are you doing when you're doing it? So recording it and is it going in the right direction? Are you are you constantly getting better? Can you mm. say towards your goals like my clothes feel better? My goals, bleh, my clothes fit better, or I'm stronger than I was last week because I can only do X amount of rep and X amount yeah. of weight. Um, that sort of gear. Yeah, I think, I think that's kind of. I think good. also it's important to remember not to put too much pressure on yourself, like to you know. Well, last week I managed to lift the twenties, and this week I want to lift the twenty twos, but I didn't, so I'm not getting stronger. It's like okay, like it's not that simple necessarily, you know. Yeah. Um, and what you've got to remember is every single person, it's a regression to the mean, will always have a bad day. Hmm. So if you like, for example, uh, two Saturdays ago, I didn't drink on the Friday night. I had a full night's sleep because the bends were kicking out. I got up and I had a big breakfast and enough time to digest. And I didn't have any clients and any time restrictions on when I trained. I, I didn't train the day before, so I was totally fresh. And on paper, that should have been my best workout of the week. And it was totally shit. Mm. I went in, I just had a total off day. Just yeah. couldn't lift weight to save my life. So just because you do one bad day, like like you were saying, you, you go in and you try to lift the 22s because you did the 20s at 12 for three sets of 12 last time, don't yeah. worry, don't worry, get back on it the next week mm-hmm. or the next session. I think that, yeah, that's the plan. Is like It's don't, don't overstress, don't overanalyze, but also don't ignore. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, uh, yeah. if you've been, if you've been trying something for a sustained period of time and you're not getting anywhere, ask for help. We've talked about it before or, um, or, or go and do something completely different. And then, you know, if you can't, if you're if you're struggling with those 22s, you can't you can't get them. But instead of going in and trying it every week, maybe try much lighter weights, but then do it three times a week instead of twice, you know, or do yeah. something completely different just to change it up a little bit. Um, or like we say, ask for help. Um, and then go from there. I remember seeing a TikTok video not long ago, and there was someone someone had basically posted them failing at a certain weight on squats. Um and they were like, any advice, like, please, like, reach out, you know, don't, don't think I'm going to take offense. And I had a quick look in the comments just to see what the crack was. And someone had asked, how often are you squatting? And how often are you testing your one rep maximum? And the last had said, oh, I squat once a week and I test my maximum once a fortnight. And they were like, no, 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 you need to be squatting twice a week, but only testing your, your, your maximum once a month or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the data was. Far too many people put too yeah. much focus on the one rep rounds. I don't do it with yeah. any clients. I don't yeah, know. I don't, Nobody I don't on the planet needs to know what they can lift. What, like, they, don't, they don't need to know why they, what, yeah. how they can let, lift much one day. One day. Yeah. It's just mm. pointless shit. Because you can, you can pretty much work it out. Well, or, you know, the likes of yourself can pretty much work it out for a client based on how did you feel doing that, that set of four. That can pretty much work out what your one acts would be and go from there. And it has its place to to have that kind of rough idea. But like you say, yeah. actually physically testing it. Waste but the ordinary person, they don't need it. They yeah. don't need that. But like I say, uh, this they, person, I don't know if they were an athlete or, or whatever, and pr- probably not based on what I was reading, but but it was a case of you're only you're only working out that body part once a week and you're trying to improve your one rep max once a fortnight. Flip that around, train it twice a week for a month, then try it and see where you are. And guarantee they'll, they'll jump quickly just because they've done something different. And then yeah. they might go back. To and more the, volume. Previous split. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you yeah, touched on something the... there, and we were talking about it in the pre-show, um, but I might as well put it in there that ask for help. Yeah. You said ask for help. And we took we were saying like the other in that podcast that we had done with um Jim Fear, like Fear and not knowing what mm. to do in the gym or looking stupid. And I had said, like, there's been I've been in the gyms before, and there's been machines that I haven't known what to do with, and it happened to me this morning. I went into I went into a new gym to train in a different place, just a different environment, just yeah. Uh, and I seen the glute the glute machine, and I was like, oh, I gotta give that shit a try. So I went in, strapped myself. Well, I actually looked at it, walked around it like it was a dog or something. Looking at it, <laughs> started reading the panel on the side, and I was like, I'm out my depth. I don't know what I'm doing. I sat in the machine. I totally did. Sat the machine, used the seatbelt, and I was like looking for a lever. I couldn't find a lever. Couldn't push the handles away. I was like, what the? F-? And I was like, people are on about like, oh, I don't know what I'll be doing in the gym. I should know in the big scheme of things. I'm a PT and I was like, I'm totally yeah. fucking lost. So I un- untitled myself, looked around the gym, seen two lasses working. I walked over to them and went, excuse me, can you show us how to use the glute machine? Like, ask for help. Like, 
Yeah. I had no ego in there. Turns out they, they were watching me in the mirror trying to figure out how to use it as well because they didn't know how to use it. So three we went over. I got in the machine and we worked it out. And it got it sorted. But it happens to everybody. Ask for help. Yeah. People are much more inclined to be more accepting and more willing to help when you physically ask for it. And yeah. if you just go around trying to do it, people just, it's not the same. I think admit, admitting that you don't know everything is the most powerful thing you can do in, in many things, not just in the gym, obviously. I think yeah. it plays a big role in your, your work relationships. Obviously, if you're in a management position, admitting that you don't know the answer to everything is massive, and especially in the gym, because nobody does. You know, anybody who pretends to know everything, full of shit. Yep. So, yeah, don't be scared to ask for help. Definitely. Um so when we're like keeping it entertaining and stuff, and then we're sort of talking about DOMS and adaption. Mm. So when when we start sticking to a plan, on when you're working out and you're sticking to a plan, what I get off a lot of people and what I see from a lot of people is I mustn't be working hard enough because I'm not as sore as I was last week. And this is a pitfall that trainers who fear losing somebody will fall into putting fillers or more advanced stuff that they don't need. So they'll yeah. feel the doms and muscles that they haven't been working and think, ah, right now I'm back on track and that. But not feeling doms doesn't mean you haven't had a bad workout. Yeah. it's Doms is usually when something has been a lot more different than what it used to be. So yeah. your first gym session where you might not have lifted much weight, like Paul, I had Paul the other week and we, we went mm-hmm. through some stuff and he was just nice and easy, basic stuff with him. And he was, he says he was wrecked the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Because the muscles had been activated in a different way that they hadn't been for a long time. So mm-hmm. when you when you stick into a plan, your, your body is going to adapt to what you're doing. Our yeah. body is primarily built for survival. We have to adapt. We said this about um, in one of the podcasts a while back when I went from working, sitting on my arse in Rhinox seven yeah. days, six days a week, watching TV shows and literally not moving for eight hours. And then when I went and worked at uh, Deep Blue and I was walk, I was walking the, the shop for eight hours, I was dead. Like I was like, I cannot do this. I, yeah. I was coming home and going for a nap at five o'clock before I went to teach kickboxing because I was in so much pain and I was yeah. so exhausted. Two weeks in, I started to get the flow. My body started to adapt. My energy level started to go up. We said in the last podcast, energy is the opposite of money. The more you spend, the more you get back. Um, yeah. So the same goes with Doms. If you're stick, if you're doing pretty much the same thing week in, week out on a six week, on a four, six, eight, what have you planned, your body will adapt and the soreness will drop. Yeah. And a lot of people chase the doms. They're like, yeah. why, why are oh, my legs aren't sore or they're only a little yeah. bit stiff. Like last week I was in agony. Doesn't mean you're not having a good workout. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a, it's a lovely thing. relationship with doms, isn't it? It's because obviously nobody enjoys it, but you enjoy the feeling of, well, I've obviously made some gains in some way. Yeah, um, they because got, otherwise they I wouldn't be in pain, and that you yeah. know that I get that you know I get that attitude. But like you say, I it's not, it's I not the only. Week. Yeah, it's not the only indicator. That's the thing. Uh, two weeks it's ago, not the only trained, indicator trained, of progress. Trained abs for the first time in God knows how long, and I was crippled for three days. Like mm. literally, couldn't even pick up clients the weights for clients to put on the bar, and yeah. then did the exact same ab workout at the same at the end of me legs workout one week later. Nothing in my abs. I was like, come yeah. on, do something. Do something. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. nothing. Um, but it was the exact same. Th- Actually, I-, I did more the second week. Uh, yeah. But my body had adapted and had grown stronger. And that's what it needs to do to survive. And that's what it will yeah. always do. So if you just because you're not sore, doesn't mean you haven't had a good workout. Yeah. Um, and running with adaption as well. This goes with um, dieting. When, mm. when people go like, um, oh, I kind of I cook calories. I'm starving. Your body will adapt. You you cut the calories. Obviously, there's tricks and means of volume eating, which we went into yeah. before. But yeah. for the grand scheme of things, general talking, your hunger will subside. Yeah. I can't drink two to four liters of water because I'll go because I can't. You will. Your thirst will get more the more you drink. You will start paying less the more you drink, the more regular you drink. Yeah. It's all your body will adapt to whatever the reason, you're going through. I think um, that's why I'm. I'm such a big fan of um, 
like the slow and steady wins the race kind of attitude, especially when it comes to calorie cutting. Obviously, with weights, you don't really have a choice, especially if you're lifting heavyweights, because yeah. if you if you can't lift those 22s, you can't lift them. There's no there's no debate. Whereas, you know, if somebody is on a um if somebody's maintenance calorie level is 2100 and they are looking to lose X amount of money, X amount of pounds, excuse me, they could say, Well, I want to lose a stone in a month, therefore I'm going to go from instead of eating 21, I'm going to eat 15. Great. How long are you going to be able to do that? If that was me, I'd be able to do that for one day and probably not even that. Do you know what I mean? So and you're going to binge not, then? And if you do manage it, your performance in the gym is going to go shit. Your needs going to yeah. go down and everything else is going to tumble. So why not then, if we're talking about adaption, why not then, instead of doing 2100, aim to um, count your calories and just, just be really strict with yourself about actually tracking them and stick to 20, you know, 2000, 2100. And then the next week or the next fortnight, drop it to 1850 and then to 1650 and then stick there. And yes, okay, in that time, you might only have lost two pounds in those three weeks, but then you'll continue to lose one or two pounds and do it over a longer period of time because your body's going to adapt slowly. And you're not going to be going from eating 21 or maybe more if you've been putting weight on down to 15. It's just not a practical idea, not a practical answer to the problem because the problem is a long-term problem, not a short-term problem. Unless it's for a very specific reason, like you're getting married yeah. in a fortnight. Fine, do whatever you want, you know, for a short-term <laughs> reason. But be honest with yourself about it, you know. If it's a long-term plan, make it easy for yourself and make it easy for your body to adapt and you not kill yourself in the meantime. Because right, from, that's when people drop off. Re- coming from a background in retail, like I hated like all the anagrams and stuff, like the three the three P's of selling and all this shit. Yeah. But I, do, I do run with the four S's of GDC and that's like, slow steady safe and sustainable progress like do it slow do the diet yeah. slow do the habit because, changes slow do yeah. the weightlifting slower steady because progress it all throughout. adds up to sustainable that's the point uh, sustainability uh, is the key to all of this i've had clients take one and two months off for whatever reason like injury whatever come back mm. and the strength's exactly where it will left it mm-hmm. and the graphs on all my all my charts on all my um apps shows that they didn't start off weak Sorry, they started off weak and they got stronger, but for it to be able to stay there two months later and come back, that weight yeah. hasn't changed massively. It obviously went up a bit. Christ yeah. has been sitting, sitting around, but because they had lost that weight slowly, it didn't bounce back. Yeah. I, I think it's um it's such an underrated way to go, the, the slow and steady, sustainable option. Um, and that's human nature. People want things, you know. Instant. Yeah. Amazon, next day delivery, Netflix, binge watching, et cetera. It all adds up to the same thing. People want what they want and they want it now or yesterday. Whereas if you can just shift your mindset, do whatever whatever you need to do to just shift your mindset to think, I don't need this tomorrow, but I do need it for the rest of my life. So let's aim to do that then. Do you know what I mean? What I'm liking, what I'm liking from one of the local um, <clears throat> community gyms with like the likes of like... Um, let's do the six-week challenges and stuff, oh, is yeah. one of them, instead of being a six-week fat loss place, is now like a six-weeks lifestyle restart or okay. six, six weeks turnaround, six, like the building good habits for people. Mm-hmm. For, for the most part, the workouts are probably training. Sorry, the workouts are probably that working rather than... Yeah. But oh, yeah. they've got the foundation behind it. They've got like the habits they're building in the eating habits, the drinking and that rather than the rest of the places where it is like, give us 200 pound and drop, tw- drop 20 pound in X amount of weeks. And mm. then they start giving you diuretics and all stuff. So you shit it out and then get caught in a business cycle. Mm. Um, but that, that's a much better business model, like lifestyle changes, six week lifestyle challenges rather than yeah. six week fat loss challenges. Like I think it's interesting. Um, me off. I was- I was just thinking there, like, as you were talking, I was thinking, I'm, I feel like the world has changed in the last year or two, because obviously, you know, there's, as you say, a local a local business, there might be national for all I know, um, who do that 20 pounds challenge thing. Um, who, and, I, and I know a bunch of people who've done it and have either lost the weight or haven't or whatever. Um, and I feel like, I was just thinking, I think that the world's changed a little bit in the last years. I think people are more clued up than they were. And then I, and then I instantly thought, actually, maybe not maybe I'm just paying attention to the right kind of people yeah, now. That's probably what than, it is. You know what I mean? Not that I didn't there, there know has, already. There has been a shift and that is down yeah. massively to social media and like yeah. inf- the correct influencers getting louder. 
people um, calling people out, like James yeah. Smith, obviously, is the famous one yeah. for calling out Slimming World and all these other places. Um, but it's interesting that, like, even, I, I knew five years ago that that, you know, 20 pound six week challenge is a load of shit. But I was still, I wasn't actively looking for people who were saying that's a load of shit. I was just thinking it myself. Whereas now, because I'm kind of, the people I follow on Instagram, the people I follow on Facebook, the kind of conversations I have with people like yourself and friends and all that, it's like that's what I pay attention to. And yeah. we've talked about it before, obviously, a few weeks ago when we talked about social media influences, et cetera. It's about what you let in will make a difference to how you think. And that yeah. was just a really cool example there of like just a, a sort of a seven-second cycle in my brain of like how that actually transpires. It actually makes you view the world differently. It does, um, it does. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Um, um, any, then, yeah, like that. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. I'm looking for a quote anyway. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, like, you know, if anybody in the chat, in particular, uh, the live chat, has any thoughts or questions or whatever along those lines, it would be a, be a good time to start getting some input. Um, so, yeah, what we're yeah, just talking think, about there, I, I wanted to say this, right? It's what Jamie, Jamie Alton starts with, finishes his podcast with every time it is what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel. What you put in your head affects what you think and what you do. And I think yeah. that's insane. That is, yeah. that, is, that is true. You put shit food in your body, you're going to feel shit and move shit. You put good food in, you'll, or the right calories and stuff, you will yeah. feel better. Um, you drink, you'll feel crap. Like, I'm obviously not an anti-alcohol person. Christ, I'm probably the biggest yeah. alcoholic PT there is on the planet. <laughs> um but what you put in, like what you, what the stuff you take in via social media, what you listen to, listening to an awesome podcast such as The Ordinary View will make you more knowledgeable and better. But I feel meant when I, like, I honestly, when I binge a podcast, I absolutely walk away just mind blown, just feel it. Yeah. That's the Mindset with Muscle podcast by Jamie Alton. So once you've done this, get yourself out of that because it is unreal. Yeah. I think, um, and I think it, it, to tie it in with what we're talking about in terms of, you know, having a training routine or whatever, it is about kind of coming up with either on your own or with your PT or your coach or whatever, or even just if you've got a training partner who's not necessarily qualified or whatever, it's about coming up with a plan that you think is sustainable, that is for a specific reason, i.e. not necessarily, you don't necessarily have to have a specific goal. Like I don't go to the gym to be a specific weight or be able to lift a certain weight or whatever but I know where I'm going. You know what I mean? I know the direction that I'm going. Yeah. So once you get into that mindset of like, this is where I'm going. This is why I'm doing the things I'm doing. This is why I'm eating certain calories. This is why I've got a certain protein target. And you can kind of immerse yourself in that world. I think that will also play a role in helping with your discipline, helping you stick to the plan, helping you not get too ahead of yourself and therefore get yourself injured or whatever. It's about kind of, building this world in your mind's eye of what what good looks like that's another uh, retail fucking catchphrase i heard this is what does good look like this is what you know what does good look like in in your life do you know what i mean in your body in your uh you know health etc and i think that's it's a big deal it's um i think mindset is just such a such an people don't talk about it anywhere near enough i don't think no it, it no, makes all the difference. And to be fair, to be fair, I I didn't look at the mindset mm. that much until I'd started doing this job. And then thinking, why aren't I training as hard? Why aren't I doing as much? My clients are making that. And again, it was James Smith's not a life coach. That put that that was a good book to get my mindset on a good yeah. on a good uh, track. And then um Jim J. Alden's um mindset with muscle. Like it's the I think he's finished that podcast podcast right. series now, but it's from 2018 and goes all the way up to the mm. start of this year. I've got two two years worth of knowledge, and they're only 20 to 45 minutes. So, meant for absolute, he focuses on mindset. Yeah, um, yeah I think any anybody who's successful a, says like it's all about mindset. It's all about um, you know they say don't they that um, something like 95 percent of life is how you react to the five percent of things that happen. You know, and it's it's about that. It's about yeah. changing your mindset around, um, you know, trying to be more reacting more positively and all that kind of thing, um, which is very very difficult to do. And then but. again, your mind your mindset can go back to when I think we've said this word in every single podcast mm. environment. Yeah, definitely. You put yourself in the right environment, yeah. your mindset is a hundred percent better. Make make subtle little changes. 
do a full podcast on environment yeah. to be fair. Different. So that's the thing. Like environment applies. And um, you touched on something there, which can go into this podcast though. Training yeah. partners. What? What's your opinion? I don't know. Partners? It's difficult in it because there's obviously there's pros and there's cons. Very difficult. Um, it's uh, it's strange because um, I suppose the pros are it does give you that little bit of motivation or more likely the discipline. You know, if you've agreed to go to the gym with someone, then you feel like you don't want to let them down. Yeah, accountability. accountability, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, so that plays a role, definitely, in terms of positives. Um, it might encourage you to push yourself a little bit harder to do, you know, do that little bit extra or, or to do what you should be doing anyway kind of thing um, because you don't want to half arse it. It's quite easy to half arse it when you're not feeling it, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, from a safety point of view, from things like bench press and squats and stuff, it's nice to have a squat when you can, if you are going to be like pushing yourself to, you know, whether you're testing your one rep maximum or whatever, or whatever um, or going to failure, whatever, whatever weight you're lifting, it's handy to have somebody there who's who's a spotter or whatever. Um, the negatives, I think, is the obvious one is standing talking bullshit for 20 minutes in between your sets, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's they've got it's it's uh, something that it just depends on you. You know, I'm I'm perfectly comfortable yeah. in the gym on my own. Some people obviously aren't, and we talked about this in quite a lot of detail a few weeks ago, didn't we? Some people just aren't comfortable going to the gym. And if you're one of those people, having a training partner can be a massive deal because if it gets you there, yeah. then they're invaluable. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I wouldn't put too much too much uh, value on them. I think I think I think for every pro you said, there's a very thin line that pushes into yeah. a negative. So you said you've got somebody to go with, you've got that accountability. That can very quickly turn into a uh, yeah. crutch where if they don't go, yeah, you don't someone, go. You know, if me and you are going to train together and you text me saying, oh, I've woke up and I feel like shit, I'm not coming. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't really want to go anyway. So I'm not bothered. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree. So you're, you're, not, you're, that, that, you're, not, you're no longer accountable to yourself. Yes. You're accountable you're to them. You're only accountable to them. Yeah. Um, that's, aye, that's interesting. Yeah. Where you said you'd push yourself more, that can very quickly become egotistical. Mm-hmm. Me and you go. Yep. You, you want to outdo each Maybe you. Maybe you. Maybe you've just started training with me, and you come in and you we'll go right. What I got to right. We'll do shoulders. We're going to do shoulder press, and I'm throwing up the twenties, and you just pick up the twenty twos, and you make it look easy. I'm like, well, I should be able to yeah. do that, or I can keep up with him, Christ. And then you, then obviously, I'm training above my level, unsafely, yeah. injury, or even not even injury, even not even trying to keep up and going. Oh, I must be shit because they, yeah, they've just it started just makes you feel worse. Yeah. 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 So there's a bit that one. Um, yeah. Like spotters, spotters is a good one. But yeah, the whole trying to keep up. I do offer two to one services, but I try to say to people like one on one's better for you. Yeah. Like you're not in competition. Then you're not. That's it as well. Like there's a, the, the competition side of it. Like yeah. the whole, I should, I'll, I'll do it. And then you fucking ill for days with yeah. doms because you're or above your it can obviously go the other way as well where let's just say for example you've got two people training and one of them should be doing uh, 60 kilo squats just about- and the other should be doing 70 kilo squats it's like well i can't be bothered to keep putting the the extra fives on each side i'm not gonna i'll just do 60s as well you know huh? so you're yeah, not necessarily getting the same value or you are half arsing your reps because you don't want to look stupid in front of your mates like really trying or whatever you know if you've got that kind of um, that attitude then yeah I suppose like you say with every pro there can be a con I'm not a massive fan of of training partners um, I don't tend I will, to get I will, yeah I'll have the odd training with somebody like the odd yeah. session with somebody um, just a session with the client or sometimes yeah. I'll train with Jordan at the gym like we'll do we'll, sometimes we'll, we'll train together but do different things you know what I mean yeah. like I that, that kept me during lockdown there was times yeah. where I was like right I've done for the next two hours and I would sit on the side of the ring swinging my legs playing on my phone and yeah. I remember I said, like, I can't be asked to train. And he, was, and he came in from a client. We both had like a two hours spare. He was like, shut the shot of how I would train. And I trained better because I wasn't going to train or I was half arsed in it. But we yeah. didn't even train together. Just, just work, having work, somebody work. else there. Yeah. yeah. And that goes in with like, if me and you were training, are our goals the same? Are we on a yeah. workout? Are we working out? Or are we just training? You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes it can be nice, like you say, yeah, to, we'll to, to, the, to the what we're doing. That was awesome. <laughs> Proud of that. It can be, uh, it can be nice to do something completely different. So, for example, I can do something that's part of your training plan just to freshen mine up, or vice versa, and that does have its place. But, yeah. like you say, if it becomes a crutch, then then you kind of it's it's uh, it's anti-productive, isn't it? Um, 
So yeah, I think if you're going to use it, use it for a good reason. If you're going to have a training partner because one of you doesn't drive, fine. That's, you know, fair enough. If one of you wouldn't go to the gym without the other, fine. But uh, but don't let it become like the be all and end all. Yeah, um, Definitely. 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 I think. Well, I, I think. Uh, I think the whole the whole episode so far really has just been coming back to the same key point, it? which is like, have a plan, have a have, have a, a have a destination in mind, have a plan. and that can change. But don't stick be scared to, to change it. Don't be scared to change it. You know, stick to it. But also, if it's not working, which it may or may not be. Um, and obviously, you know, you don't want to be chopping and changing just because you don't think it's working, because you never know. But also, if it's not working, or if your goals change, you know, if you want to bulk for the winter and cut for the summer and all that, change your plan. But change it for a reason. Don't change yeah. it just because you're don't bored just, of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't just change it because, um, because you feel like it, or because, you know, oh, I don't, really, uh, I don't really like doing split squats because they hurt too much. Yeah, nobody likes doing split squats. I don't know who the fuck invented Bulgarian split squats. That actually fucking horrible. Yeah, so um, but but do them because they're good for you. Don't not do them just because you don't like them. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then if you want to change up your routine and do something completely different, then fine. But do it for a good reason. Don't yeah. just don't just chicken out. <laughs> um, yeah. Any uh, any input from the crowd? Any input from uh, no, the nobody's, live nobody's chat? talking the daylight. Everybody's quiet. quiet. Okay. It must be because oh, everything we've said so just, far is correct. Sophie's, Sophie's just put split squats and then loads of finger emojis. Yeah. And then so put, who, invent, who invented the pull-up bar? The pull-up bar is the best thing. Yeah, comes to my hypocritical guys who says yeah. it every yeah. second. <laughs> the hip, the chin-up bar, the pull-up bar is the best thing. It does so many things for you. I was and just the thinking only way to get good at pull-ups is to do pull-ups. I think uh, we should do an episode of overrated and underrated on equipment exercises etc and pull-ups would be underrated in my opinion um, yeah i think that's interesting but again though that it's 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 one of those things where that's the value of having a pt or having somebody that you're accountable to in whatever kind of fashion is yeah. i will skip i, I will hate. skip chin-ups every single session and i will skip abs the only time yeah. i've trained abs the past two weeks because there was someone there yeah yeah i think uh you know if you don't like a certain exercise just because it's awkward or because, um, you know, you really feel it the next day. Well, that's not a very good reason not to do them. So if you have a coach or a PT, or even if you have that kind of mental fortitude to like, no, I'm going to fucking do it and I'm going to get better at them, then uh, that can obviously be, be a big deal. But yeah, pull-ups are the tits, man. I love pull-ups. Me too. But it's good, though. Be- yeah. <laughs> it's good audio, because- audio listeners can't say a shake in my head. They think, I that guy does pull-ups, he does but it's funny though because you know, you know I don't do pull-ups <laughs> talking about um, talking about what you were saying about Claire earlier on I never used to be able to do pull-ups not wide grip pull-ups I could do chin-ups you know with the, with the narrow grip and stuff um, but, <laughs> but if you um, but I, I could probably do one or maybe two pull-ups but then I did them because I was bad at them I was like no no I want to get better at doing wide grip pull-ups I did them and I did them and I did them and I did them and eventually I can actually do you know a few hundred or whatever right? Um, I can do a few pull-ups and and I it I can see that it's made a difference and that obviously yeah. motivates you to keep going. Because um, that progression gets you tied in. Yeah. Um, I've just gotten a message on the show. Two seconds. I need to read it. You just start singing or something. All right. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think there's there's definitely an opportunity to do an overrated, underrated uh, episode where I'll write a list, you write a list, and we'll just shout them out back and forward. But pull-ups are definitely underrated. And split squats are overrated because they're uh, they're awful. So it says uh <clears throat> sorting and continue to keep in keeping in check my environment and mindset has been one of the biggest things I've taken away from training with you. It's absolutely changed how I view myself and has helped way through my work situation and everything else. Um I wouldn't have got all that from just doing an exercise class or even just doing head step or any other sort of classes like it. I, I would have been fit up, but that's good. Got so much more from having you as my constant and having a proper training program, et cetera. We love guys. I didn't realize till I started reading out loud that it sounded like I was Bromeo and Trumpet. It's just, it, <laughs> it does say to read out for the show. So that's why I think, but it is, it's, nice it, one. 
yeah, but it was controlling the environment to get to get the mindset right and stick into a plan rather than just going in jumping about the gym like a yeah monkey was the best yeah. way I could say that. Without but this is the thing though, like it's isn't it ironic though that um, the reason that primary school PTs, other PTs, bad PTs. The reason that they don't go in with the attitude that me and you go in. The whole re- why do we start this podcast to begin with? It's because most PTs aren't like this. Yeah. Most PTs are, how can I get this person to feel like they've had the most value? Not necessarily get the most value, right? So, But the reason they don't do that is because they're insecure. Because they don't think that they're basically saying no for their clients on yeah. behalf of their clients. My clients will not see the benefit. They won't think I'm good enough. They won't, they won't see enough short-term results to want to come back. Most people who go to a PT, I don't know what, I, you know, the, maybe there isn't even a way to get this data, but if I had to guess, I would say most clients who have a PT session with a certain PT will have one or maybe two or three, and on average, less than five sessions ever, right, with that one PT. And then they'll either skip to somebody else or they'll not go back to PTs at all. They'll just go back to working out on their own, right? And... And that's because they don't, they don't instill the long-term vision. They just talk about today's workout and what we're going to do and how much you're going to lift and all that. This. It's because they don't think, they think they need to do that in order to keep the clients, but yeah. it's actually what makes them not keep the clients. Like it's, it's so, it's such a cruel fear kind of, of trick yeah. that they're playing on themselves. Fear of losing money and losing clients is the thing that gets them in. Like, yeah. I went self-employed and I shut the gyms and I shit myself and that. Like, yeah. But I've always had, it's never been a massive pressure because I've got the kickboxing to fall back on. So that allows me yeah. to instill like a, mo- a proper, proper values into me training. Maybe that. actually, maybe look at me, because... Look at, look at me social media. I never put like, I only, well, the Sarah and Sophie when they're asleep on the gym floor. But yeah. the majority of my, I, like when we go back to people like, dying and being sweating in that i never post them type of photos either be grimacing yeah. and stuff but all my photo all my thing it's like an algorithm hack it's like everybody's working they're, they're looking at their best for the most part like they're yeah. lifting a big heavy weight or they're doing something that's what i post up i don't want to post pictures yeah. of people dying like if i went if i was looking for somewhere and i've seen someone panting out the arse, i'm like i like sweating i'm moving run for that shit. yeah <laughs> definitely especially if you're going into it as a client from a client's mindset like if i yes. don't want to like do yeah i don't want to get involved in that um i was just thinking that as you're talking maybe it's because of your kickboxing background that you kind of have that long-term attitude because isn't there a saying there's, i'm sure there's a saying in the, the sort of martial arts world about about isn't it something to do with a thousand kicks do, uh, do another thousand or some, something like that it's there's no shortcut there is no uh, there's no quick fix there's no going was, from was a it, was it, black belt. I should I should know this I posted it a while back but it's like I guess Bruce Lee if he has the man who practiced a thousand kicks what one kick a thousand times over the guy who's practiced a thousand yeah. kicks one fucking nailed that that kid <laughs> on the back of the memory bank that <laughs> but it's, it's that exact mindset of like have a plan practice your one kick or, or you know whatever you want to kind of use that metaphor to, to, um, to be about and stick with the plan and stick with the plan long term. And you know, you're, you know, I don't know what again what the average would be, but how many of your youngins have you trained for 10 years plus? Oh. Few of them now. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Not one or two. I'm that's why like, I just you know, I, I posted the other day. Like I, 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 it was like nearly out of body. Like I mm. called the lesson and finished the lesson early and we just stretched out, but like in a circle, because I was like looking around the room and I was like, I've been with these kids, like. That's more than half their lives, like you know more I mean? than more than most their life. Some of them I've trained yeah. from when they were three year old and they're seventeen now. Like yeah, half because, of my half of my life and the majority yeah. of their life. But because you're kind of used to that process, because nobody nobody dips in and out of martial arts for like a couple of weeks here and then a couple of weeks there. It's always the, the ones who are you know who stick with it clearly stick with it pretty much all the time and they might duck out here and there but it's it's a long-term process and you see the progression long term and it's just you just know that that's how it works yeah and and people kind of get it like you don't become a black belt overnight but why then do people go into the gym thinking well i'm going to lose this stone in a month it's you know what i mean it's a strange kind of thing whereas already having that kind of attitude has then has then kind of subconsciously transpired into the way that you talk to your clients about your clients, etc., and it becomes just part of the part of the long term cycle, and that's kind of how it's all worked out. Yeah, the martial very, arts very world is one very kind of 
was going very PT as well. Like I, I was reading, like obviously I'm in the martial arts instructor groups and that, and I was reading about how you should be running your business, your martial arts business, like a revolving door for every student that leaves. There should be another one coming in. And that's probably why my martial arts is never going to be a full-time job. Yeah. Because it's not, like I am so, I couldn't imagine anything more boring than teaching beginner kickboxing all my life. Yeah. Like, bore the shit out of me but yeah retention is so much more rewarding like than than being able to be balling in a bmw and all this shit like the rest of them are like yeah there's not many that's got i don't think there'll be many that's got as many students and that's not blowing me on trumpet again that have stuck around for so long from mm. tiny kids to adults yeah anyway. i it's 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 nice when you can like when you can see that things all just kind of tie in together and yeah. having that attitude kind of transpires in lots of different ways. Like it's that. the difference between client versus customer. Boom. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Oh, like I'm fucking smashing it out of the palm part of the like. <laughs> Cliche after Probably cliche. Hey? Probably had to shit <laughs> myself or something on camera to balance it out. <laughs> all right, cool. Interesting. <laughs> um, what, did we, um, what did we decide on for next week? Was that, we we're going to talk about maintenance next week. Or we're going to talk about martial arts next week, or we can do we can do either or. I, I totally I had it in my head that we talked about maintenance the other day because we got so deep into it. I think. <laughs> yeah, we kind of spent the last the ten end, minutes. Somewhere, it was we? the end of the thing. We just yeah. went on an episode eleven yeah. into there. Um, I think maintenance is a big thing because I think a lot of people are kind of in that boat without really realizing that they're in that boat. You know, a lot yeah. of people are pretty comfortable with not necessarily exactly how they look and stuff, but aren't looking to make massive changes and therefore don't necessarily see the value in spending extra money on a PT or on really being anal about how many, how many calories they're having or whatever, you know? And I think yeah. there's a bit of a gap in the marketplace. I don't mean financial marketplace, but a gap in the, in the kind of um, content that's being put out for those types of people. Yeah, um, all, all you ever hear now was calorie deficit. And it yeah. was because... The movement started with a good idea, but now it yeah. is all you hear. So you yeah, yeah, calorie deficit, calorie surplus, and people ignore maintenance yeah. and how and maintenance breaks and stuff. Yeah, we can talk maintenance. Um, I think we should. Yeah, I think I'll be interesting. How we can give you long term results and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We can do that. We can definitely do that. All right, I'm going to go and eat yesterday's leftover Chinese. And uh, I'm uh, going to go and eat a uh, low calorie protein pizza. <laughs> No. Big pizza. Cheese for days. All right, cool. I've probably got about 34 minutes that I can sneak of Xbox before the wife comes in and be like, ah, rah, rah, rah. There's some I, can like people talk, I can see six people talking in the chat, so I know that's, that's six people who's left viewing now is a bit like... <laughs> Fair enough. Again, thank you very much, everybody, for staying with us throughout. Thank you very much for contributing to the chat. Thank you very much if you liked and shared. Thank you very much for being part of the journey. And we'll see you all next week. And we're going to finish up with two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! All right, catch you later, man. Catch you later, bro.